Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast and Iowa Rugby podcast. My name is Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And we are in the Wombat Den studio presented by Rotor Epoxy. Rotor yeah. Epoxy. I'm going to interrupt you, Phil. Oh, are you? They're the best epoxy company in the world. Did you know that? Yeah, I already knew that. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. These guys, quality business, quality people, quality service. I mean, just quality everything. Go to their Facebook, give them a call, give them a shout, get a quote. They will give you the beautiful aesthetic look that you need on your floor. My garage floor is terrible. Still need to get it done. Maybe we can start a GoFundMe. You can't talk about it. You got to be about it. Get it done. I need. You're right. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal that you already had a baby. It's fine. I have two of them. I, well, I know. You just had one. <laughs> and if and if I clean the floor, if I put epoxy down, I could let the babies crawl around in the garage. It'd be so clean. Yeah. It'd be so smooth. We slide around everywhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So if you have a baby or a garage or <laughs> if you have a baby, get your epoxy done on your floor. <laughs> yeah. So they can be slipping and sliding. No, but all kidding aside, all jokes aside, it's a really nice look for any garage, any warehouse, any tool shed, any, you know, you're going to park some cool hot rod cars. Why not have a good looking floor? You know, nothing worse than oil stains and cracked floors. Like get it done. Have some garage beers with your neighbors. Be the talk of the cul-de-sac. Phil, is anyone in your cul-de-sac? Do they have epoxy? I've not been in any of my neighbors' houses, so Good. I have no idea. So you kind of <laughs> live in a sketchy part of town, don't you? No, I live in a really nice part of town. Every all my neighbors are like seventy plus, though. They sound sketchy. They are. They might be sketchy. Speaking of sketchy, mm. the Big Ten Rugby Conference yeah. is not sketchy. Oh, <laughs> not at all. No. Uh, reason why I bring them up, first thing I wanted to talk about while we get started today, and today is going to be very college rugby focused, actually this whole week. Today we're going to have a guest from the University of Northern Iowa. Nick Marker is going to join us later from UNI. He plays center for them. He's going to talk about what the boys are up to there. We're going to talk about the Big Ten schedule that just was released. Friday, we're going to have the head coach of Iowa State, Ant Frine. So, a lot of college stuff, which, I mean, that's where we fell in love with rugby was in college. So love this time of year, Phil. Well, you got butterflies in your tummy? Of course. I'm so excited. I know. I Like I was watching the Big Ten Network the other day. Uh, it was Iowa versus Michigan State football. But it just reminds me, seeing Big Ten football reminds me of playing rugby during the day at like 11 or noon. And then we'd go to the rugby house or wherever we were at. And then there's the night game. Mm. And I just remember when... Marvin McNutt hit the slant on the inside, game-winning touchdown. And I remember being at the rugby house. And I remember having a couple of refreshing drinks, feeling good. And it just, it brought me back. And it just kind of that goosebump feeling of like falls coming back. Like college rugby's back, men's rugby's back. Um, but the Big Ten schedule. So Joey Rasmus, the commissioner of the Big Ten, 
also the head coach of Illinois. He was on with Alex Goff, and they broke down the schedule. A lot of interesting things that the Big Ten is doing, they have split their conference into a West West and an East. East. And in the West, they have Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, Wisconsin, some traditional powerhouses. Illinois is on the up and up. Indiana is always a contender for a national title. Uh, Purdue, they're building. Wisconsin has always been a very tough team. They have a great men's program up there that backs them. Then in the East, you have traditional powerhouses, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, and the addition of Notre Dame. So everyone with college football realignment, they're like, oh, man, Notre Dame, are they going to go Big Ten? Are they going ACC? Are they going SEC? Are they staying independent? Well, guess what? Big Ten rugby, they made the first strike. Notre Dame is a full-time member of the rugby conference for the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. Like traditionally, that's a powerhouse. It's a brand recognition name. I know when we talk to Joey ourselves, he wants to grow. Because if you notice, do you know how many teams I just said are in the Big Ten right now? Uh, Was that 10? No, it's eight. Eight? Right? Okay, yeah. That's, That's eight. And so the thing is, Iowa... Minnesota, those teams, they are in the group. No, it's the uh, Heartland of America or whatever, right? Or Heart of Heart, America. Heart of America. Heart yep. of America, yeah. Yep. And they're with like Kansas and Iowa State. Yeah. Um, Northwestern is in that great Midwest conference that you and I is in. And then let's see. So wait, where's Penn State at then? What conference are they in? So Penn State, I'm pretty sure they're independent or they've always kind of done their own thing being in Pennsylvania. Okay. Because it's not like... In football, you know, geographically, geographic doesn't matter in football because they have the, the money they to the travel. Money. Yeah, of course. But in Big Ten Sevens this past spring, Penn State actually played with the Big Ten. Hmm. So there's talk that maybe Penn State would join. Maybe in the future we might see Iowa. We might see Minnesota. We might see Northwestern. And here's why Joey thinks this is a possibility. So in the Big Ten West, for example, Illinois only has three conference games on their schedule. Illinois will play Indiana, Purdue, and Wisconsin. And it's in the back half of the season. But they have six to eight games for the fall. Hmm. So you might be thinking, like, they only have three conference games? What the heck? What they want to do is, basically, they want teams. So let's say a team joins the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. But they're not quite. And the Big Ten is a D1A conference. Your top dog. Not D2, not D1AA. You're D1A. Well, let's say you're not quite there yet. So in that first half of the season, you can schedule opponents, non-conference opponents that are more on your level. Mm. And you can experiment with rosters. You can experiment with different game plans. So then when you play your last three games, your conference games, those are the ones that actually matter. And then Illinois is going to play Iowa non-conference. They're going to play Michigan State, who's on the eastern side, Mm. but it's still a non-conference game. Yeah. But they're And then they're going to play Ohio State. And it's just one of those things where they can see other Big Ten programs. And then you also have, like, Wisconsin's going to play Minnesota. Um, Indiana's going to play Davenport and Kansas. Ooh. I mean, the thing is, Joey said also they have their championship is going to be streamed, maybe even televised. I, maybe, like, it's going to be, there's going to be someone filming it. Mm-hmm. Not saying they don't know where yet. And then also, they're going to try to stream throughout the year. They also have a second side championship. So not oh, only cool. are you trying to get a D, like a, a Big Ten champion, 
you have a Big Ten B-side champion. Nice. So they actually, when they go to their Big Ten semifinals and Big Ten finals, they play for the top side champion and the B-side champions. Mm. So, like, each team is very healthy year in, year out. They don't just have teams you want to play sometimes just because it's fun. Alex Goff says sometimes <laughs> you want to play teams just because they're fun. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> that freaked me out. I'm like, who's talking? What happened? <laughs> I just hit my mouse. I thought Whoops. I might have butt-dialed somebody or something. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, and then so they can play teams that are more on their level to build themselves up. They have B-sides. And then also they're trying to – and it was really funny. Alex Goff did ask Joey. He's like, so being the commissioner, are you going to be on the sideline uh, when Iowa plays a match to be like, hey, you should join our conference. And Joey's like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to talk about a single team. I'm going to let them make their own decision. <laughs> okay, I'm. this is me personally speaking like myself. I'm not saying anyone said anything. This is just me speculating. 100% my own opinion. It feels like the Big Ten has a lot to offer. Mm. They want the traditional Big Ten schools. It makes sense when you pair up like the football with the rugby, you know, you play Friday, you watch football Saturday, or you play Saturday, you go to the tailgate or the night game Saturday, yeah. you're in town already. It feels like it just makes sense for Iowa, Minnesota, and Northwestern to come back. Yeah. It makes sense for Penn State to join that east side. Notre Dame joined. It also makes sense if a team like Davenport from Michigan were to join. I'm going to even say it. To me, it would make sense if, well, Nebraska is a Big Ten team. In football, it would make sense if they joined. If Iowa State joined, it's Ooh, D1. Yeah. It's D1, and they're trying to make it. The reason why they only have three technically conference games is because they want the travel to be low. They want you to be able to have more flexibility in your schedule to build your program. So when it's playoff time, you have the best product. That makes the Big Ten even better. So when they send someone to Nationals, they are primed and ready to compete. I love what Joey's doing. I'm just going to say personally, I hope Iowa does join the Big Ten in the near future. I think they will in due time. Yeah. Well, I could see it maybe happening in the next season or two, but that's, again, speculation. We'll see what Daly kind of wants to do. and It doesn't yeah. – I mean, what would you be more excited for? If you're a kid who goes to Iowa, hey, we're going to Truman State. Hey, we're going to go play the Kansas Jayhawks. Hey, we're going to drive to Oklahoma State. Or I'm going to the horseshoe. Mm. I'm going to the big house. Like, I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to Ohio State. I'm going to Notre Dame. I'm going to Wisconsin. Which ones feel more like a natural rivalry? Mm. You want to play Kansas or do you want to play Illinois? You want to play Oklahoma State or do you want to play Wisconsin? Just makes sense. And also, you would be moving up a level. But honestly, Iowa can compete with those schools. Minnesota can compete with those schools. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. And I love what they're doing also. On November 5th is their Big Ten semifinals. So, again, they only have three conference games. They're going to take the top two from the West and the top two from the East and flip them. So, in the playoffs, it's going to be the West number one versus the East number two. And then vice versa. And then the championship will – it could be an East versus a West or it could be East versus East or West versus West. Mm -hmm. And it will really just show where the strength is. Yeah. I mean, their their schedule could be anywhere from six to – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Ooh. Yeah, some teams <laughs> like Ohio State. Ohio State's playing Tennessee, Bowling Green, Davenport, Kentucky, then their conference schedule, and then Illinois and Indiana. I mean, they're loaded, but also they have like a hundred guys on their roster. I mean, they they want to compete at a high level. So 
I don't know. I'm I'm excited. They're giving it such a professional feel. Very intentional. How many times have you felt like a schedule has just been like when we were in thrown college, together. just thrown together? <laughs> like, yep. These are the teams in your conference. Figure it out. It comes out like two weeks before the season starts. So you have no idea what your travels looks like or anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, I pull, we played this team at home last year. Oh, we got to drive five hours to like Chicago again. It's like, or, what the hell? Where the <laughs> fuck is Bemidji? Yeah. Like, Bemidji <laughs> State? Like, what the hell is what, that? What is Bemidji <laughs> State? Like, no, what? The amount of times we had to drive to that little that midway point town in Minnesota. Oh, what was the one we did with, was it North Dakota or North Dakota state or whatever we played? And we had to do like a neutral site just cause it was like so yeah. far. Same with Bemidji. Cause yeah. they're like on the border of Canada. Yeah. I forget. It was like Oswego, Minnesota. And it was like central Minnesota mm-hmm. or Southern central Minnesota that we would meet. And there was zero fans from either team because yep. it was such a far drive. <laughs> Both didn't actually have goalposts, they just had them set up or whatever. Yeah, the little PVC (laughs) PVC pipes. pipes, (laughs) And then also, too, yeah, no fans because, like, Bemidji, the one time we played them, they brought 14 guys. That sucked. And then we gave them a guy, and we're like, we won't tell the league. We just want to play 15 on 15. We still won by 100. That was when we we missed, like, all of our conversion kicks, and we still won by, like, 120 points or something crazy. It wasn't fun. (laughs) It wasn't, no. And that's why we left that league. We left the Northern Lights because. It didn't feel like there was much intentional mm-hmm. decisions being made. It was like, we're taking Minnesota teams. We're not really going to try to grow. We're, we're just content with what we are. And then you saw what at the time was called the Will. Wisconsin, oh, I like, Illinois. I like the Will. I thought that was good. Yeah. And I, then they renamed it the Great Midwest because there's more teams from just mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Illinois. And they tried to become the first D2 Super Conference. And it's been a great home. And I mean, I think it's something where you and I has had a lot of success and they've had the same kind of foresight that it sounds like Joey and the Big Ten is having. And I'm super excited for the Big Ten. I, I think it's something everyone should keep an eye on. There's going to be a lot of high-level rugby. The fact that I was playing a couple of these Big Ten teams, I just yeah. it just feels like they're kind of creeping in, like they're interested. And from what I've talked to with Joey and what I heard with this interview with Alex Goff, it just sounds like there's just so many levels to this. It just mm-hmm. it makes sense for growth. Growth for each team, growth for the league, growth for the Midwest. Uh, It's just, I don't know. What other league has an entire dedicated second side championship? Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Right? That's a pretty cool idea. I like it. It's really cool. And I think, too, like, looking at it and, like, just seeing how Illinois is on the up and up and Notre Dame being the new addition, like, I could see that being East versus West for the Big Ten championship right there. Illinois, Notre Dame. I can see it happening. Illinois looks good. Yeah, I think Indiana is always – so if we look at the West, Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, Wisconsin, and we'll run through this quickly here. We spent a lot of time on the Big Ten. <laughs> we don't really have any ties, but we love the Big Ten. Illinois, I like what Joey's doing, and yeah. it's it's really easy to buy in and run through a brick wall for that guy. Well, you missed a block party, too, watching them play sevens. Oh, my God, their sevens team look good. Like, stupid good. <laughs> okay, one question for that, though. Is that just the level of athlete that like college players are these days? Like, if, the, if there was know. another college team there, um, like in Indiana, would they look the same, or was Illinois truly another level? I, I don't know. It, it's hard to not to take away really. from yeah, those know, guys because, like, I mean, yeah. they played Bremer side, which was like all young guys, like all college age guys. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, obviously Bremer side was really good, but. It was pretty rough for him to play Illinois, and they smacked Des Moines. I mean, Iowa didn't even make it to play them, so it's just kind of like. And Des Moines I was. Don't know. Des Moines is a D two men's club that's been 
training twice a week for sevens nationals mm. and this Illinois side that hadn't even, their coach wasn't even with them because yeah. he was coaching the North shore WPL women's team. They just came over at once. So, I mean, they look good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think Wisconsin too. I think it's going to come down between Illinois and Wisconsin. Indiana is always traditionally good, yeah. but I just think Wisconsin is just a veteran team and I love what Illinois is doing. Yeah, I agree. I think Illinois wins the West. Wisconsin second, Indiana third, Purdue fourth, and then in the East, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Michigan State. Really? Yeah. I think Ohio State. They're just they're deep, man. Yeah. They're always deep. They're always historically good, but so is Notre Dame. That's the thing. Yeah. So is Michigan. And so is Michigan. Yeah. That's that, the point. That's the thing too. Like this entire league, you could finish eight out of, or you could finish sixth out of these eight. And still be a, I feel like a top thirty team in the country. Probably, like I, I feel like that's how deep they are, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of these teams competed at the CRC and a lot of yeah. different places. So really interesting stuff. Um, keep an eye out for the Big Ten. I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff. But you know what? You know what I'm really going to keep my eye on? What? Some Division Two rugby. Ooh. Yeah, that's the only one I really care about. I know. <laughs> we spent too much time on this. We need to talk to Nick. Yeah, I know. Hey, let's play the music. And now we're to the interview portion of the show. And today's guest is you and I player, Nick Marker. Nick, how you doing today? Good. How you guys been? Pretty good. Yeah, better since alumni weekend. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty fun. Was that your first alumni weekend? Uh, it was my first alumni weekend. It was more than I expected. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you just finished your freshman year, right? Yep. And you went to Norwalk? Yep, Norwalk High School. Okay. Um, how did you get into rugby at Norwalk? How did that all start for you? Uh, actually, it was my sophomore year, and my buddy Ian just convinced me to come out and Went to a couple practices, decided that it wasn't really for me, and didn't play my sophomore year. And then junior year, fully committed, had the COVID year, so we didn't get to play. Mm. And then senior year, played whole year and was just roped into it. Nice. Uh, and because there's a lot of guys from Norwalk who play for you and I right now, right? Yeah, there's uh, going to be uh, three. Nice. And played in high school. Who are they? What are their names? Uh, Ian Hibbert, Dylan Johnson, and me. Gotcha. Dylan, did he... Was he the guy who went to Iowa Central? Yeah, he went to Iowa Central last year. Gotcha. Yeah, met him at Alumni Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's funny. Yeah, curly hair. Yeah. yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, reuniting the Norwalk boys. Are you the one who – so I remember talking to Zeus, and he had a guy from Norwalk. I remember him telling me about, like, for, like, a fundraiser idea. It was, like, canned. Was that was that you who brought that up to him? Uh, that was Ian. That was Ian. So okay. Ian and Dylan in high school, they just stored a shitload of cans in Ian – or at Dylan's garage – and every weekend or so, they'd go down to Carlisle and raise hundred bucks a week. Yeah, to just buy cans. Yeah, we attempted to do that because, like Zeus was telling me about it, I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And I called Gray about it, but then, like, I think it was a little more of a commitment than we thought it was going to be because it was just me and him basically doing the cans. Yeah, it was, all it was, stored here in the garage. <laughs> we stole the idea from you and I, who got it from Norwalk, and in that corner of the wombat den. We had all these boxes because Justin McKay yeah. from Central City Liquors, he got us the big things. And at first, we're like, this is awesome. 
And then my wife's like, hey, you going to get these cans out of the garage? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to sort them. We got it. We're doing it soon. We're doing it soon. And then it never happened. So yeah. then I donated probably 10 or 12 full, like the massive bags to Matt Daniels. I was just like, hey, man, I know you guys do this. Uh, I have two truckloads full of cans. Do you want them? He's like, yeah, dude, I'll take them. Like, it's awesome. Because, nice. yeah, uh, Matt Daniels, he was your yep. coach, right? Yeah. He's a UNI guy. Yeah, he went to UNI. I think he went around uh, 2003, 2004. So yeah. he would have just missed that, like, national runner-up season or whatever then, mm-hmm. I think, right? Because that was 2001, too, maybe? For In, UNI? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, a lot of good squads there. And that's one thing. You look across Iowa high school rugby, and the influence that the University of Northern Iowa has across the state is incredible. I mean, yeah. you think, like, you know, Norwalk and then Southeast Polk with – Cope, yep. Brent Wheeler. Uh, uh, Eric Wickham with Eric, Waverly. Yep. And then a Waterloo. lot of Waterloo with Waterloo Caleb. And, yep. And then Denver. Denver's Cooper's helping out there. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I remember him telling me that. Yeah. And then you had like me and Ridgeway. DeAndre. DeAndre. Jeremy Newman. Jeremy Newman. <laughs> really? Yeah. So many. I mean, there's, yeah. there's so many like influences of you and I guys. And then past guys like Eric Nichols used to coach Cedar Falls. Uh, it's really cool. I feel like. University of Northern Iowa has really bought in through the generations of like giving back to the sport. So it's cool to see like that continuing. Did like what brought you to you and I? Was it anything to do with your coach or was it just what was that? Oh, well, actually, I was planning on coming to you and I before I decided to play rugby because nice. uh, my dad went to you and I played golf uh, back in his day, way back when the dinosaurs were alive. <laughs> uh, Suds was still there though. Yeah, it was. Yep. <laughs> it's like the only standing yeah. bar. <laughs> and uh, it was funny because so I was planning on going to U and I, and then Ian introduced me to Zeus, the head coach that's up there. And we went out to breakfast together, and he got my number. We started chatting a little bit, and he's like, "Well, so have you ever thought about coming up to U and I and playing rugby?" And my first response was, "Ah, I don't really think I want to play sports in college." <laughs> <laughs> and then just. Fell in love with the sport after senior year and decided to go play. Nice, because did you play other sports in college or uh, in high school? Yeah, I did uh, football and wrestling. Nice and pretty good at those. Oh yeah, I was pretty decent. It was it was just fun to play. Mm-hmm. Have fun with my friends. Uh, but yeah, speaking of your dad, so it's funny. You are the UNI player that I sponsored, and the reason why I chose you, it's funny. There was a purpose. It wasn't like Zeus put out this list. Like here's the current players. Alumni, who do you want to sponsor, give back, help out? And I saw your name and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I know that last name. Because when I started the Wombats and I was just spamming everybody, trying to get on like KXNO, the radio, the local Des Moines radio, uh, I would always tweet at them about rugby. And this Gary Marker would always like tweet at me or retweet. And I'm just like, I like this guy. And then I noticed when you and I was down in Houston for nationals, he was tweeting at them like, hey, there is sports on this weekend. You and I is going against these three varsity programs, and, and it's really cool what they're doing. And then Heather Burnside was like, rugby's not cool. Lacrosse is better. Me, me, me. And then, and then like me and Gary and some other random people were just like, you don't know shit. We didn't say that. <laughs> but like we said it. You know Basically, what I mean? yeah. And then it was just funny. And then I'm like, oh, he has a son who goes to you and I. And it was like, you know what? He retweets my shit. I'm going to sponsor his son <laughs> in a very roundabout way. That is how we are connected. <laughs> hey, man, everything happens for a reason. Exactly. And also, I feel like, too, 
you know, you play center, right? Do you play out center or in center? I just don't whatever. know. I get the number 13. I put it on. So you're an out center. I play, I play rugby. <laughs> out center. There you go. Yeah. So I don't know that for future. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you just you just run a hard crash, and you're more athletic than other people. So <laughs> you, they give you a 13. <laughs> what position you play? 13. <laughs> Uh, so, and that's the thing too, like that's a really important position and you started as 13 as a freshman, right? Yeah. And it was my first year of 15s. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's a tough position to play too, especially in the back line. Yeah. I mean, that's a position where teams will put some dogs. They'll put guys mm-hmm. who they run hard, they tackle well, and they're athletic. Like basically you're, you're jack of all trades and that's the guy you're looking to break the line. So, well, typically your centers are like the bigger, faster guys yeah. in the back line. Like they are usually the biggest guys in the back line. So, yeah. and it's funny yeah. too because it's like you're freshman. Like yeah. they throw you out there. Like there's a lot of maybe you didn't know it, but it's like there's a lot of pressure in that position. Did you feel that? Oh, at all? I had no idea. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm still learning how to really yeah. play the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what does that look like as like a freshman coming in? You've never played 15s. Does Zeus or do the guys, is there like a, a film session or how do you learn the game when it's brand new or is it just kind of on the fly? It, like how, how are you learning the game? Uh, we do have some film sessions here and there. Does anyone pay attention to Zeus? Oh uh, yeah, usually. <laughs> we see Zeus as like our mama duck. And okay. <laughs> we're, we're all his babies just following what the leader says. But like uh, a lot of the time we're just playing touch uh, at practice mm-hmm. and just learning how to play the game by playing the game. Gotcha. That definitely, I think that's huge. Like, like I'm a middle school teacher, and like as a teacher, like they we can talk to someone as much as we want, but you don't really learn it until you have ownership yeah. of like actually making a decision in space, someone running at you, and yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Is there anything else you'd want to play besides out center? Like, I mean, I know that you're not. He doesn't know the. He doesn't know the position. Like sometimes you might look at something and be like, man, I kind of want to do that, you know. But yeah. I want to play scrum half, but nobody lets me. Yeah, because you can't. No, we're not going to get into it. I can pass. No, I think uh, playing flanker would be fun. I yeah. think being 10 would be fun. But, uh, yeah, Gentry is a very good 10. Yeah. I think he, yeah. he needs to stay at that spot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be, you know, staying there through his entire oh, yeah. career more than likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's really cool is being alumni watching you guys this past year, it's so cool to see. You know, you did have four really strong seniors mm-hmm. um, in Caleb and Max and Jared and Jared and Brandon. Yep. Mm -hmm. Those four guys were awesome. Yeah. But the fact that like the majority of your team, you had 11, I'm pretty sure freshmen start. And then a couple of sophomores, like it it just, the future is bright for you guys. What is the vibe right now with the club? How are guys feeling coming into basically for a lot of you year number two? Uh, I don't really know, but based off of like, how it felt down in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It felt just like another rugby tournament. It didn't really feel like a national tournament. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's how it was in Houston too. We just, really? we were just there to play and have fun. And that's always how it's been. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Cause yeah. I feel like that's, that's like you and I rugby, like just show up where yeah. you're supposed to go. And doesn't matter who's across from you, whether it's a varsity program or whoever. I mean, that was cool too. Yeah. Our home bar pallies, we had, uh, some watch parties mm-hmm. and so we would watch you guys play and, and, and i just, watched you guys at the airport because i was on my way to florida and i was just like sitting in the airport watching on my phone yeah and like that's the thing too like one seeing you and i rugby on tv that's pretty cool yeah. but then also to be like oh 
those are varsity programs. Like that dude's from Argentina and he's played for their national selects age grade team. They're number yeah. eight from Thomas Moore. That guy yeah, that was dude's a, a freak. That dude's a freak. But you know, you guys could tell, like it didn't matter who they were. Like mm-hmm. you played hard the whole time. And you know, how did you guys like when you knew that's who you were facing these varsity programs, you know, what was the mindset or what did Zeus say to you guys going into those matches to get you pumped up for it? Or was it just, this is another business trip. Uh, it was kind of just, you know, go out, you know, you know what you're supposed to do. You know how to play rugby. So just go play. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think the only reason we won most of those games is because we were just friends. Yeah. yeah. We, we all knew how each other played. We all loved each other. We were doing it for the guy next to mm-hmm. us and we were just playing, having fun. Man, that's awesome. I feel like that's exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. what <laughs> that's what we used to do, essentially. Well, I feel like Tyler Nugent said that yeah. at the, at oh, our I banquet, yeah. our alumni banquet, and he's um, he had the blonde hair and the Guy Fieri shirt, you know, <laughs> and he was the one who said, like, do it for the guys next to you. And so the fact that you guys are freshmen and you're already figuring that out, because D2 rugby is so different than your D1 or your varsity programs, because there's just so much more into it. I mean, you guys have such a different schedule and your lives are different, school is different, you're not getting the benefits or the resources from the school, you got to really want to be there. And I think that comes from wanting to be with the guys that you're with. I mean, Phil and I, we played together for a long time. Well, now we're going (laughs) on like 10 years, but I mean, you're with each other all the time and you don't have to be. Whereas like if it's a varsity program, it's like you guys have to eat breakfast together. You have to go to study group together and you guys choose to do that. Yeah, we're, we're not even required to go to practices. The people that show up just want to be there. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's who we play with. And that's who we have fun with. Yeah. Man, did you, did you guys still do, uh, remember when Wednesdays they used to do like endless spaghetti at IV? They still do that. Oh, I haven't. Oh, no, you guys, you guys got to get back into that <laughs> if they do it. So you could go to hy V and you'd pay five bucks. And yeah. we would, so after Wednesday Before practice, kids. <clears throat> we would all go to hy V together. And then they knew we'd walk in. They're just like, ah, oh, shit. Get the bread, all, get, get, all, make more breadsticks. Yeah. Get the breadsticks <laughs> out. And like, you would pay five bucks and it was all you could eat spaghetti and breadsticks. Yeah. And we would walk up and everyone had like two or three, like one full plate of breadsticks, one full plate of spaghetti. And like, that was huge bonding for us because yeah. everybody on the team, like as much as you tried not to be clicky, I mean, there's still some guys that were brand new or guys that just kind of didn't fit in the most, but it was like, no, everybody went to spaghetti Wednesday mm-hmm. and it brought us closer together. So Check that out. See if they still do that. And it's that five fun. bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably now. It's probably it, like inflation's seven. a little higher now. It might be more. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was that's something I always remembered, though. We did that every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We always went to OP to do karaoke. Like, we had a pretty regular routine. Yeah. And I feel like those are the things that brought everybody back. And it was those, especially, too, like road trips, right? Mm-hmm. You have to drive yourself. Oh, yeah. You have to make the most of it. I mean, who's your crew? Did you ride with the same guys every single road trip or... Do you have a group? I, I think it's been it's actually been different every single time. Really, really gone. Yeah, nice. Uh, the last trip down to New Orleans, Zeus was an absolute animal. <laughs> Drove <laughs> all the way there by himself. Ugh. all the way back. That's disgusting. It was insane. Sounds we terrible. I was I was so grateful that I didn't have to drive that big old fifteen passenger oh. van. <laughs> that sounds just terrible. That does sound terrible. Oh my god, you might want to like get him checked out. Yeah, but he was like, he he said he was doing it for us. He doesn't have to play. Mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't have to be tired and right play. So it doesn't really matter yeah. if he's driving. What a guy. 
He's just he's, what a going, he's there. He's there for us. And he lets us know that. Oh yeah. No, that's the thing. He's always cared about you and I rugby because it was part that you know he was a part of it. And then actually, after I graduated, you had to have a level two hundred coach. So I was like, I became the coach after I graduated. And then Zeus helped me out, and he's like, I'll help you out. And I mean, I didn't ask him. He just was like, I want to give back to the club. And then when I got a job in Des Moines, he just took over. I was like, hey, man, here's the keys to the Ferrari. And uh, yeah, things are going really well. I mean, you guys are crushing it. And it's really cool, too, because Sevens wasn't where it was at when we were there, when I was coaching like six years ago. So it's cool to see you guys get those opportunities, too. And with such a young group, I feel like this is the first time we've really seen the Iowa High School League show its effect on the college Mm -hmm. programs. Because what, almost all of you guys played in high school, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I think more majority of us did yeah. play in high school. That's huge because then you don't have to focus. We've talked about that a couple of times. It's mm-hmm. like you don't have to focus on that real simple shit where it's like, this is how you pass. This yeah. is how you run. This, yeah, you know, like this is real basic shit. So then you can skip some steps and get into some more complicated stuff. Yeah. That's uh, nice. It's going to be cool to see not only like this year, but like not to rush through your college, but like enjoy every minute of it. But, mm-hmm. man, three years from now when you have – your senior class is 11 seniors who've played for six, seven years, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have your juniors beneath you who've played for five or six years. Like the future is bright. And so as you move into this fall season, uh, do you guys know what your schedule is yet? What that looks like at all? Or uh, we've seen it, but we're not allowed to share it yet. So <laughs> I understand. You can't break the news here. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I understand because. Actually, so referees are actually pretty short this year, just like last year. So there might be something where they have to do what's called a super site, where you play multiple games in one location. And if we have to do that, I'm really trying hard to get the Wombats to play one of our matches in Cedar Falls when you guys have a home match. So we can all hang out. That would be so much fun. So, I mean, I mean... Are you guys at least at home on, I don't know, September 17th or 10th? Uh, Don't say the 17th. Okay. At my brother's wedding. <laughs> I know it's not about me. I'll be fine otherwise. But. <laughs> yeah, no. Because I think that would be really cool too. Because like I said, it, I'm all about like connecting people, clubs, everything. So, you know, when you have all these rugby matches in different locations, I feel like nobody knows what happens. Mm. Like the senior men don't know what's happening with the college yeah. boys. And then I feel like the college teams... They don't have a clue what's going on with men. So it'd be cool to have a little bit of crossover just so it's like, hey, we're aware of who each other are. And mm-hmm. especially with the Wombats are pretty much. It's mostly you and I alum. If yeah. you think about it, there's a lot of you and I alum on this team. So, yeah. So that's why, too, it's like that'd be two birds, one stone yeah. kind of thing. I know. That'd be cool. And it'd be nice to get a chance, obviously, to watch the boys play because, like, I haven't got a chance to watch them in few years yeah. now so. watch our boys our boys are we sponsored our, our, our sponsored boys how's how jealous are you i got my kid on before you got yours uh-huh. i'll get a hold of him <laughs> we'll find a time to get him here <laughs> are you gonna get him actually down here in person in person i don't know where is cooper he's denver? from denver originally so yeah. probably not maybe we'll see i used to live in denver for a year i know i remember yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um also, too, one thing I noticed from Alumni Weekend, it was very apparent. And I don't know if it was just because I was violently hungover. Uh, <laughs> you guys are really fit. Like, the entire, like, everybody who's out there, I just was like, I'm not playing defense. Like, this is stupid. It was, we, we were playing tens, so everybody even seemed faster because there was more space. Do you guys, is it kind of like same thing with, like, film where 
do you guys have lifting sessions or do you guys just do that on your own or do you motivate each uh, other? Most, most of us do it on their, on our own. Mm -hmm. uh, but like most of our conditioning and stuff just comes from practice. Mm -hmm. Like, and we don't do like set conditioning drills where we run a mile or whatever. It's like Zeus does a way of building it into, into the, the practice guys. where we don't know that we're conditioning. We're just high tempo and having fun. Yep. That's good coaching. Good strategy. Cause it's like a team that focuses too much on conditioning. It's probably not very good. Yeah. Well, that's also like a coach is not very good. Like, yeah. we're going to spend the last 20 minutes running. Yeah, Do you need bad. a coach to tell you to run? No. No. Like, yeah, and then you, you, get, those kids, tempo, yeah. you get those kids and they're like, oh, I don't want to go to practice because we just conditioned the whole time. Yep. Or we're just going out and having fun and we're getting conditioned. Yeah. Right. How would you compare? So if there's anybody like who's in high school playing rugby and they're thinking about playing in college, what was that transition like to go from high school to college did high school rugby in iowa prepare you for you and i or like what was that transition like what what helped and maybe what were you not expecting uh i think well i think the transition the seniors and just the group at you and i made the transition just seem like it was nothing nice it just made it they just opened like, opened their arms gave me a big old hug and was like welcome home yeah it that's just how it felt like because nice. there was like no pressure and it was just yeah we're here to learn we're here to play and it was just a lot of fun the whole time nice so you can't really say like for someone who played in high school if they're going to iowa state or iowa don't know what they do but at you and i if you walk into you and i you're you're gonna get a big hey we're glad you're here yeah yeah man well, it's changed <laughs> Maybe for you, Phil. People are nice to me. People have always been mean to you. Basically. Um, and what about like skill-wise or like just the game itself? How was jumping from sevens to fifteens? Was that a big shock or was it like actually pretty slowed down since it's a slower game, more people on the field? Oh, uh, fifteens, it seemed it seemed a lot slower. It seemed like mm -hmm. I was doing a lot less mm -hmm. just because while well, I'm in the back line and yeah, they don't do nothing. They don't do yeah, shit. We don't really do much. <laughs> but, you know, get the ball every once in a while, make a good run, make a good tackle. Mm -hmm. But it's you're definitely playing against better guys, bigger mm -hmm. guys, you know, because most, most of the guys are going through puberty. They're already bigger. And right. some of the high school kids, you know, you got 14, 15, 16-year-olds that – 112 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> they're very big. And yeah. then you jump to – college and you get the guys that are lifting and just bigger yeah mm. so it makes it a bit more interesting right and then you got a guy like addison who's what like 20, 30 30 oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's almost my age yeah yeah, yeah he, didn't, cool. he didn't get to go to south carolina with us because he was having his kid yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that yeah but he still made it to uh to nola right yeah yeah, yeah. took his took his baby down there right <laughs> yeah yeah it was that was that was a lot of fun yeah now it looked like fun what would you say in that last year, because, again, the amount of things you guys accomplished, and I'm sure you wanted to accomplish more, but probably one of the most historic seasons in you and I men's rugby history. Yeah. I mean, if not the best, one of the best, uh, you know, just with 15s and 7s. Um, what would you say was, like, your most fun part? Like, what what thing do you cherish the most of that last year? What do you enjoy year? the most? Oh, man, I... If you've got like seven things, list all of them. <laughs> I would say, I would say honestly, the road trips were probably one of the best parts, and that's when we weren't even playing rugby. We right. were just driving, and we were just bonding, having a good time, 
mm-hmm. partying on the bus, you know, doing all that. <laughs> and then uh, rugby on the beach in uh, South Carolina. It was awesome. It was it was a bit cloudy that day. It was a bit cold, but we all got in the water and had fun. <laughs> and then uh, down in Houston, we played, and I got stung by a jellyfish. Oh, <laughs> that was so fun. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you. No, I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that meme? <laughs> yes. Why do you keep taking me to the beach? Are <laughs> you hoping that I get stung by jellyfish and pee on me? <laughs> Phil, you're a degenerate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So I mean, and it's funny too. You you list off those things and like road trips. I mean, you could be a team that goes zero and six and still have just as much. Fun. I mean, obviously it's a lot more fun to win. But yeah. those road trips. I mean, whether you make nationals or not you have that in, you know, rugby, but the fact that then you're like, Oh yeah. South Carolina, Houston, New Orleans, like fuck the farthest place I went was Duluth. (laughs) No, no, no. I I went to Columbus. I went to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Those are pretty far. Yeah. No, that that is a good point though. With a lot of the road trips though, like (laughs) the memories. And then also, do you guys ever like stay in town, like over the weekend sometimes? Because we used to do that. Like if you went to like Loyola in Chicago, Chicago yeah, we'd would you Chicago. would you like spend the night or like get a hotel? Uh, so we went when we went to uh, Loyola and played last 15 season. We actually stayed at Brendan's house the night before. Oh, because yeah, yeah, he lives Illinois. in the Burbs, right? Yeah. 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 So we went to Top Golf that night and had a lot of fun and then nice. came back and just crashed. Did you steal his bed at his parents' house? No, I slept on the floor. And actually, <laughs> <laughs> Ian slept under a hockey table on the hardwood floor. <laughs> And it was it was pretty fun. And then uh, when we went up to Cottage Grove and played Illinois State, uh, ended up losing to them. We stayed the night at uh, Garrett's house. Nice up there, and that was a lot of fun too. Those are always fun when yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Remember when we went to Platteville one time in Shane Ferrari? Yeah, family lived yeah. in Platteville. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah, like staying at like people's like, hey, this is my hometown. Like when I like I would never be able to be like, hey, mom, dad. I'm going to invite 20 of my closest friends over to the house. Like rugby. Hey, we're in town. Yeah. Like, come on over. Yeah, well, like that's. Yeah. That's we went cool. to, we played Winona state that one year and we beat them. A bunch of people came back to my house to hang out and like eat and stuff like that. And like, that was so much fun. Just having people over, like had like 14 guys over. Why wasn't I there? You were the coach. Oh yeah. I don't even know what you were doing yeah. actually. <laughs> You're too cool to hang out with me then. Yeah. I still am. So that brings me to my next question. You mentioned Illinois State and Loyola. How good did it feel to beat those guys? Because in years past, uh, you and I has had a tough time with those two programs. They're they're great programs. So you weren't there in years past, but for those seniors, like what was it like for them to finally get over the hump and win the Great Midwest? Uh I'm not sure. Well, we didn't win the Great Midwest because we lost to Illinois State. State. Did you they, beat, they them? beat them in the regular season? You beat them in the regular yeah. season. Okay, gotcha. So you got the at-large bid, and then you made it further in the tournament than Illinois yeah. State. Yep. Okay, gotcha. I should probably cut this part out, too. <laughs> well, because I remember, like, Loyola was decent when we played them, but we beat Loyola and Illinois State. And the following year, both those teams, like, shot up. Yeah, shot immensely. way up for yeah. a few years, which was weird. Yeah. But that happens. So. Yeah. So – Illinois State was like, oh, we're so cool. You may have beat us in the regular season. We beat you in the great Midwest final. And then they get bounced out of the tournament in like the first or second round, right? Did you? Yeah, and they had uh, – I think they had two varsity teams. Mm-hmm. I think they beat a varsity team and then lost two varsity mm-hmm. teams uh, in uh, Knoxville. Yep. Didn't you guys whoop on Loyola, though, when you guys played them? I thought yeah, you guys was, beat them like well, a lot. It was actually pretty close 
pretty close to the first half, and then the second half we kind of just ran away with ah, okay. it. Okay. Nice. Who would you say, you know, coming back into this next season, name a couple of players you're super excited for. And I know, like, Gentry Stack and David Randall. Those are given. That, those are given. Like, yeah. we, we talk about those guys all the time. They're the guys who always get interviewed. Who are some guys, you know, under the radar that are going to be coming in that you're looking forward to and think are going to have, like, a breakout season? Um, I could actually see uh... – Garrett having a really good season. He is. An and what's his what's his last? Yeah, what's his yeah, And what position good. does he play? Uh, I'm not sure what he's going to play this year okay. because the the whole pack is getting shuffled mm-hmm. up with all the new freshmen coming he in. He was a flanker, I'm pretty but, sure, wasn't he? He doesn't know position. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still learning. <laughs> he does he, the tackle thing. He's, and, uh... he's an absolute animal. He's probably mm-hmm. like. He's silently, I would say, one of the toughest kids on the field, no doubt. Mm. Um, kind of one of those workhorses, like, he doesn't show up in the box score, but he's kind of the guy that, like, gets the shit done. That, like, yeah. You maintain possession. You keep territory. He just, he's a bad dude. All the work, none of the glory. Yeah. 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 One of those guys. And then uh, Ian Hibbert, I could see him having a really good year. He's kind of like our guy where you just kind of throw him to the wolves. Mm-hmm. He, he knows how to play, like, literally every position. Nice. And he, if we need someone, we call him, just go feed him. Nice. Got to have a couple of those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like an Alex Schmitz for us. <laughs> yeah. Not Alex Schmidt. Isn't that weird? They have a guy almost the same exact name as really? Alex Schmidt, right? From yep, you and Alex I. Schmidt. He and went then, to oh, Cedar- and Schmitz. Yeah. And we have Alex Schmitz on the Wombats. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, Alex Schmidt was the guy who punched me. Ah, uh, that was the one who punched you. Okay, yeah. Alex Schmitz is the guy who wrestled at Stalemates yeah. for the Wombats. That's funny. Huh. Yeah. No, I'd always see his name pop up on like Facebook, people you may know. And I'm like, what? I'm so confused. Did you add him? You haven't added him yet? No, I did. No, oh, actually, okay. I did. Yeah, after <laughs> Alumni Weekend, I did. Because I, I I don't know. He didn't He didn't come to the banquet night. So mm. he looked real rough. Robbie yeah. FaceTimed him at dinner. He was struggling after that alumni game. <laughs> I think he got a little too warm and... Maybe had a few too many beverages. All right, so to change gears here, this past weekend, you went up to Madison, Wisconsin for the MLR Combine? Yep. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was pretty serious. It was a little more serious than what I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, but went up there with a bunch of you and I guys and just had a lot of fun, played some rugby and – yeah, what, so did they, they like, break you guys into groups by position? Did they have you play matches? Did they do drills? Did they, like, test your speed and agility? Or, like, what what did they have you actually, like, do? Yes, yeah, so we did some speed and agility testing, and then we played. So the and then they split us up into backs and forwards. Mm-hmm. And the forwards did, like, uh, scrum progression, uh, line-out drills, and the backs played kicking games. Uh, naturally. <laughs> Dude, it sounds like our practice. <laughs> oh, my God. Who wants to go pro if all you do is kick back and forth? That's why I can't watch MLR. It's so boring when they just, oh, look, the fullback kicked to the other fullback. Now they're just playing kick catch. And, oh, that sounds terrible. But you guys had, like, five guys go from you and I, right? Uh, I think we had – so we had David, Garrett, me, Gentry, Cooper, and Caleb. Nice. Six. Okay, so Nice. 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 Um, and did you see some rivals or some other teams you played against or other teams from Iowa? Did they have some showing or? Oh yeah. There were uh, a couple kids from Whitewater. Uh, there were some other people that everybody else knew. I don't really socialize that much <laughs> yeah. outside of 
you and I. So, so you don't know positions. You don't know the names <laughs> yeah. that people we play against. I'm um, new to this. I'm new yeah. to this. And now we're throwing you on here, and everyone's going to be like, he doesn't talk to me, but I don't know who this guy <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> uh, that's funny. And were there any – not that you know who they are, but was there any MLR coaches or did you talk to anybody or like anybody with an important looking polo shirt on? Or? Uh, so after we got done, the USA rugby guy came up mm-hmm. and talked to us for a little bit. And he said that uh, Utah, uh, Houston and Atlanta were all there. Nice. Cool. And then uh, they were going to send out, they were going to take all of our information, mm-hmm. send it out on to all the other teams. Uh, just, and they were like a drone up in the sky. They were getting all the film. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. They had a pretty good setup, but it could have been ran better. Yeah. They're probably going to have a couple of those guys a little annoyed knowing there's like some guys at the combine that are like 19, 20 years old, <laughs> like Gentry. They're like, oh, he looks good. It's like, yeah, he's got a few years left. <laughs> it's like, shit. But at the same time, more seasoning. Like, you know, you could. But I think, oh, too, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they can still draft the rights to a player and then hold on to it. Like, if they're like, that dude's going to be worth it in two years, they can still they pick can someone. That. Well, like in the NBA, you can draft a foreign player, but if they still have a foreign contract, like let's say the Bulls, they drafted a guy named uh, Nikolai Miritich a few years back. He still had two years left on a contract in Greece, Mm -hmm. so they drafted his rights. Once those two years was up in Greece, he came to the Bulls. So I think you can do something like that, or it just sounds good. And I, I don't. throwing out stuff that you don't actually know yeah. the right answer to. <laughs> yeah. Speculating. I, I am speculating. I'm pretty sure you could do that because yeah. I thought they did that with a guy from like Lindenwood a year or two ago. But okay. And then, so there was, was there any talk of like a Midwest MLR team? Did you hear? Because I've been, the whole reason I thought they were having a combine was because they were going to announce like a Chicago or a Minneapolis or, or Green Bay or well, Milwaukee or somewhere. I thought they were going to announce an actual Midwest MLR team. No talk about that. I didn't hear anything about that, Damn. no. Dude, it's got to happen eventually. Man got to have one. Man of integrity. I was wrong. <laughs> My speculation on a Midwest team, because I thought they were building up and then they were going to be like, the MLR draft, the Chicago Choco Tacos, you know? <laughs> Maybe. Did you hear they discontinued the Choco Taco? I don't even know what a Choco Taco What's a is. Taco? Ah, it's like <laughs> it's like a taco shell, but mm. a waffle cone. Oh, vanilla ice cream. You mean like what and it, then oh, and then a hard chocolate fudge. So it looks like a taco, but it's a waffle cone. Oh. Vanilla ice cream would be the meat, and then the chocolate fudge would be like the cheese and lettuce. I was thinking like taco salad for some reason because the way you described it, I'm like, like oh. no, it's it's ice cream, Ugh. but it's like. But no, it doesn't sound like instead of a, it's an ice cream cone in the shape of a taco. No, I get it. It just doesn't sound like it's the same ingredients as if it was (laughs) shapes matter. (laughs) Shapes don't taste different. I think it does. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Um, So no Midwest MLR team. No more Choco Tacos. Big set. Go figure (laughs) I'm the biggest guy in the room. I'm the only one who knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, but yeah, incoming freshmen to you and I. Anybody from Norwalk coming up? Or do you know any of the guys coming in from other schools? Or uh, We got a couple kids from Waverly, a couple mm-hmm. kids from Crestwood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I'm not sure, there might be a couple more. 
Mm-hmm. But no one's no one from Norwalk. There's gotcha. Uh, I think we only have one or two seniors. Gotcha. I feel like this year Norwalk was a little bit of a tougher year, like lower numbers. Um, they had a lot of freshmen, a yeah, lot of young kids. Yeah. Well, set them up good for the future as long as they stick it out. But I mean, I'm excited about you and I's draft class this year. Like a lot of the incoming freshmen are oh, yeah. going to be good. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. The one that I'm super excited about is uh, Mikey Santo. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, he's he was, not so little, though. Isn't he like really no, tall and shit? Yeah, he's big. He's, <laughs> and he's a kid. He's been doing the Rebel Rugby stuff. He's yeah, been playing. Yeah, like, and he was, he's been coming to our practice. He came to our practices uh, when we were in the gym. So he came and practiced with us. We played together. So, you know, we already, he's already mm-hmm. getting like a, a bond with the team. Nice. We're already what? getting a feel for how he plays. I wonder where he would be lined up at. You think they'd stick him at flank or not flanker, but like maybe lock or something? Because he's pretty tall. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like going from college to men's and then being in the men's game for like seven, eight years, and everyone gets bigger. Uh-huh. And then again, going back to alumni weekend, and I couldn't tell who played what position because yeah. all of you guys They're are similar just size. Like, yeah, everybody's sure. the same size, yeah. and everybody's super fast. And I'm like. I can't tell the difference between a lock and a center. Yeah. I can't tell the difference between a wing and a and a flanker because like everybody can move, everybody can pass, and everybody's fit. And again, yeah. I wasn't tackling anybody, wanted no part of it. <laughs> well, I mean, like I just stood next to Robbie and we just laughed. <laughs> it's funny to like look at it though. It's like you look at when we played and our starting eight, how big those guys were compared mm-hmm. to like how big their guys were, but their guys are obviously clearly faster and yeah, a little more athletic. So I mean I don't know. Well, I mean, it's that running rugby style yeah. of like you strength know. hurts, but speed kills. Yeah, essentially. And if you can hit somebody in the mouth while also being that fast, mm-hmm. like that's that goes places. And then the fact the the connection between you know David Randall and Gentry Stack, it, it's amazing to have a nine ten connection that solid. I know when I played, I had Eric Nichols at fly half and Andrew Roop Skeet at nine. And I thought the two of them were amazing. Yeah. Like the way they worked together, their chemistry was fantastic. And I don't think they would be offended by me saying this, but the level of athleticism that Gent and Randall have by far so much more athletic than those guys. Yeah. And you put that chemistry with the athleticism, the way they can direct traffic. Like in the alumni game, I think Gentry was walking. Oh, and yeah. he, Dude, still, he was not trying. He, and no. he was trying to make sure that like he didn't score. He offloaded to everybody. Yep. And even then, it was just like he wasn't even trying against us because he was like, okay, I could be a tryhard. Mm. He's just so good. It like yeah. it just he just flows so naturally. I mean, it's, that's you gotta feel like when you go into battle with that guy, like you gotta feel pretty confident. Oh yeah. Him and David and Gentry play like they're talking to each other. Just constantly. Like, yeah. they just know exactly what each other yeah. are thinking. Mm-hmm. And I got to give props to David. He has the greasiest dummy <laughs> coming at us. <laughs> oh, it's so that, bad. It's so bad. Durnola, that one that he had. The one oh, it, was the fake, it was the fake pop pass yes. back to himself Jesus. that he hit so hard. Oh, my God. He does things with the ball that are just unimaginable. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> Dude. And it's so wild how, like, that connection they have with each other. Like, they didn't play together in high school. They did, like, the select side stuff together. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, the only re- real experience they had with each other before they came to you and I. It looks yeah. like they've been playing together for four-plus years. Right. It's nuts. No, and then the fact that they're going to have a couple years together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just going to be really fun to watch, and they really feed off each other. 
Does Joe Randall, does he help coach a little bit? Yeah, he comes to most practices, and he's at actually every game nice. on the sideline with us. So he's he's basically an assistant coach. But yeah, nice. Without yeah. the the title. Or yeah, the, without the title. Yeah. I just know playing with Joe and just, like, knowing Joe, man, when he tells you something or, like, he tells you, like, he did something right, you're just, like, Feels good. It feels good. Like <laughs> he really fucking good. It's like knows. approval from dad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, well, this... we always called him granddad because like he was the oldest <laughs> guy. Like God, when, so like when we were still at Bremer, how old was Joe? Is he forty? I'm not gonna say anything because if he's listening, I want to offend him. I love him. <laughs> no, I also love him, but I was just You're just gonna expose people their ages. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but he doesn't play like it though. That was always we always called him the ageless wonder because oh yeah yeah he just balled out like mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, you would never know it. Well, he played for uh, Bremer when we went down to Iowa City for the sevens tournament, mm-hmm. and my dad was there, and they're the same age. So I, was, I was giving my dad shit like, "Why can't you go play?" <laughs> hey, you know what? There's always a spot on the Wombats. Your dad can come on out. I'm yeah. sure he'd love to. Because we actually had Nico. Nico's dad. Played Nico's with us, dad yeah, played right. with us, and then also Ava's dad. Yeah, he came and played. Um, Who else do we have? Do we have somebody else's like? Uh, no, we didn't have no. another one of your current players. His dad's come play, did we? But Rick and Jason, yeah, both. They both came out and there. played, and they, yeah. And then Randy's like, what? Didn't they, he say he's like 43 or some shit? Yeah. And Randy's good. Rugby's <laughs> for everyone, man. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter the age. So tell him just come out to practice. <laughs> hang out. Have some fun. We'll tweet about it. It'll be good. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Uh, we'll load we'll it up on social media. We'll, we'll let the Morning <laughs> Rush know about it, and uh We'll, we'll make sure Heather Burnside knows that lacrosse is stupid. Stupid, yeah. <laughs> That's the nicest way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Just for a bunch of frat guys. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Rugby is a frat, but, like, it's not. Well, I tried to say that, and then Taco made fun of me for it. <laughs> Didn't matter what you are going to say. Taco was going to shit on you no yeah, matter what. Dude, I know. That was fun, though. Oh, man. So, being newer to rugby in the last couple of years, like, how do you feel? I don't know. Like, what what are your goals in rugby? Not just like this season, um, not just at you and I, but like what are some things you want to do uh, with rugby? You know, maybe even after college, or just I don't know, or just this year. Like what what are some things you want to accomplish as a rugby player um, or well, a person in rugby? I'd say that with uh, Caleb going into the draft, I think that opens a huge door for anyone that at you and I that wants to go. And I think it would be fun to maybe chase that dream a little bit mm-hmm. and go after it. Like I was thinking about going to try and get on a Academy team or something next summer, mm-hmm. get a little bit of exposure that way. See if, you know, maybe a little bit more serious rugby was for me mm-hmm. and uh, just see where it goes from there. Yeah. I like that. I, I mean, <laughs> those opportunities never existed five, 10 years ago. No, not when we were playing. Uh, shit, two years ago. You know, like that's the thing. And and you do have this opportunity in the summer to go and see these high-level sevens programs and then go and talk to these. You're young, and yet you're playing at a very high level in a very important position, even if you don't know it. <laughs> like, and you're doing a very good job at it. And so, you know, your games are being streamed. People are seeing it. And I think that's kind of a good attitude to have where it's like you already put the work in you work out you watch film um now just put yourself in the environment to just soak up everything you can learn from it and just see where it takes you because again like i don't know you think of you know a couple decades ago paul emmerich Mm -hmm. he he was just an iowa boy 
went to UNI, played some rugby, got seen at the right tournament by the right guy. Uh, Tom Billups saw him at a select side. And then next thing you know, he's playing for Team USA. Yeah. I mean, the the pipeline was much different. The pathway was much different yeah. back then. But you have so many different entry points now. Might as well explore them. Yeah. yeah. Take every opportunity you can get and always be willing to learn. And, yeah, you never know what could happen. And if it doesn't, you could always be a wombat. Just throw that in there. No. <laughs> um, would you ever think about doing coaching, like something that like Caleb did? Or oh, I think that'd be fun. I'd be open to that. Mm-hmm. I just have to find the right school, right? And just get into it. Just kind of see like yeah. what wherever you end up, because again, that's depending on what level of rugby you're playing or where you're at. Mm-hmm. Job. What is your major? Uh, industrial technology. Oh, nice. Going for the same thing my dad went for. Nice. Yeah. And what what does your dad do? Or like, what would you want to do with that degree? Uh, so I would like to run his business. I think it'd be a lot of fun. That's like my kind of backup plan for later down the road if rugby mm-hmm. doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But Well, I mean, you should keep that in the forefront too. Because <laughs> yeah. even if rugby does work out, rumor is they don't make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> That's you, just a rumor. If rugby so. doesn't work out, you can still yeah, do that and still <laughs> play mid-league. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Either no, way. That, that's good. That's awesome. That like you already have kind of a mindset of like, hey, this is rugby. This is life and career. Seeing where it goes and just enjoy every step of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, when I was when I was a freshman going into sophomore year, I was just like, but yeah, it was a much different landscape back then. So yeah. it's just cool. Like you've already been to Houston. You've already been to South Carolina. You've already been to New Orleans. You've played in two professional stadiums, and you're how old? 19? 19. 19. Yeah, it's wild. Wild. <laughs> if you if you would have told me a year ago that I would be where I am right now. In my garage? <laughs> that, I would have said, you are crazy. Like, doing the things that I've done in the past year, right. I would have said, you are crazy. Mm-hmm. That would never happen in a million years. Because did you think about pursuing, like, football or wrestling in college at all? Like, at other schools or, like... Nope. Did D three schools like reach out to you like, hey, come to Simpson to wrestle? Nope. You were just like, no. I was just like, yeah, I just want to go to college, you know, get my degree and mm-hmm. start Absolutely. working. Yeah. Yep. Then have a little fun and then rugby happened. Then rugby wrote me in, and I was like, <laughs> I was hooked. Man, I feel like you, like your story and just kind of your attitude towards rugby, it really is like a perfect um, snapshot of like you and I rugby. Yeah. Like. I don't know. It just makes me happy as an alumni to like what you're saying is like, I don't know. I feel like what we want you and I rugby to be for people because the same kind of experience that I mean, to a certain extent, same kind of experience. Yeah, we weren't obviously <laughs> anywhere near that level. Okay. But like the road trips, the, road trips, the team, team bonding, bonding, the friendship, yeah. the partying. Yeah. And then, you know, kicking a little ass, you know, yeah. like, oh, look at us. We're tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I joined rugby. I just want to impress a girl. Um, <laughs> oh, was it? I, was it? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, for real, I was just in the dorms and uh, my roommate was in the towers partying and they were like, hey, you should play rugby. And he's like, I won't, but I bet my roommate will. And I was doing laundry in the basement of, uh, of Campbell. <clears throat> Grant Stefan walks and he's like, hey, are you Matt? <laughs> no. <Ryan. laughs> and then he walks away and he backpedals like, are you Ryan? I'm like, yep. It was the last time he ever called me Ryan. And <laughs> I was like, yep. He's like, come to rugby practice. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, I don't know nothing about rugby. I don't know. But I'm like, you know what? Play a sport in college. And, <laughs> a very uh, considerably manly sport. A very tough sport. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I'll be so tough and cool. 
yeah, that when I 19 year old Ryan Gray, that was my mindset of it'll look cool. I just kept going. <laughs> but yeah, there was no high level opportunities for us. So I mean, no. that's the one tiny difference yeah, is uh, you guys are playing very, very high level. And it's really cool to see that it it's is. like, you're still able to have that. What makes you and I rugby you and I, and then keep that core foundation, mm-hmm. but also move it to the next level. Yeah, uh, it's cool to see. So keep doing that. Yeah, it's cool. You can have fun and still play high level. Yeah, I like it. Are you an officer for you and I at all? Or do you do any board stuff? Uh, no, I don't. Not you, yet. Not yet. You can, but you're pl- probably planning on it at some point, right? To get more involved? Oh, hopefully. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. It'll probably happen. Yeah. It'll happen. Um, so how much better are you than um, Phil's boy? Um, hey, don't talk about Cooper like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> my son. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> well, actually, funny with Cooper and I. So we played in high school against each other at State. And... Uh, I actually ended up breaking his leg in that game. <laughs> and so I drink I some milk. Him. I tackled him and he broke his leg and I go to help him up. And he just gives me this dirty look. And Cooper, you know, he's got his long hair. He looks like a stingray. And he's got a sick mustache. And <laughs> Even in high school, he had all that? Oh, yeah. It's like a grown-ass man. <laughs> and I, I reach my hand out to help him up and he just gives me a job. Fuck you. Gets, gets up himself and just walks off the field. I had no idea he had a broken leg. Just walks off the field by himself, and I was like, "Dang, that guy's scary." Yeah, <laughs> and then end, end up we go to you and I together, and we're gonna be roommates here in like two and a half weeks. Wow. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's really cool. That's, that's weird how that works out, huh? It's full circle. It's yeah, great, great love story. Yeah, <laughs> a meet cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny too, Phil. That's nothing like you. Yeah, that's scary. No, I know, not at all. Have you ever told someone "fuck you" on the field? <laughs> oh yeah, when all the time. Baloney. Baloney. I'm right next to you every single scrum. I've not never... the scrum. I like the opposing like front row typically. Yeah, I usually always... give the hooker a little kiss on the cheek or something. Yeah, you always tell a little joke. You kiss him on the cheek. And you're like, oh, another one of these. I haven't <laughs> seen you guys in a while. <laughs> you oh, say that every game. <laughs> What's it been? Two minutes? Yeah, thirty seconds. Uh, Fucking backline, goddamn them. Okay, you do, you do, you do tell the backline to fuck off because they keep dropping the ball. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. You want to hear some good smack talking? Talk to Gabe, Gabe Santo. Really? He's really the best shit talker on the field, no matter who's out there. No what, shit. Like huh. just nothing even has to happen. He just starts chirping immediately. Yeah, like what he says, it it just fits. It just works. Like sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it's just funny. And it just gets under Cups your skin them. a little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know. He like, went to Waverly, right? Yeah, he's a Waverly kid. He helps coach them, or he helps coach the Waverly team. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> no, uh, here's an insult. Here's, here's an insult you need to do sometime. I forget who said this, but it was one of my first years playing at UNI, and there was a winger that thought he was like I forget who we were even playing, and. <laughs> It was back when we were in the Midwest West. We were D1AA. I think it was against Wisconsin Stout. And this winger was like jacked, but he's wearing basketball shorts, so you knew he wasn't good. <laughs> that nerd. And so there was a guy on the sideline for our team. And so this wing's just talking shit, talking shit. And someone on our sideline says, hey, 14. I've seen better legs on a snake. <laughs> Snakes don't have legs. <laughs> 
They don't? Yeah. <laughs> That's yours. Use that. Please use that. So when you have a 13 across from you and they're like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna rough you up. You're like, oh, I've seen better legs on this thing. That's yours. Free <laughs> right, charge. I'll use Free that. <laughs> Freebie. <laughs> Make sure you do it on one of the games that's being streamed, not on Flow Rugby so we can actually watch it. Um, Yell it loud enough so we can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be loud. I'll try and be yeah. loud. Hey, where's the mic? <laughs> Just run over the sideline. <laughs> oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick... We've had some fun here. Um, I appreciate you coming in. Is there any other like shout outs or any other things you want to just say about you and I rugby or just the upcoming season or just kind of like a, a final thought of anything? I don't know. Just you want to get out to the people um, to or even tens and tens of listeners. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. Hi, Zach. <laughs> anything you want to say to Zeus? Uh, Zeus, I love you. You're the best. <laughs> no, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do want to thank my high school coaches, Matt Grund and uh, McMullen. They kind of pushed me to play at UNI, and I'm glad they did. We're glad you did, too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, Nick, we're definitely going to catch up with you in the fall and check in um, because, like I said, we're, we're very biased, but at the same time, I think it's pretty fair to assume you guys are going to have a solid season as long as people do their job and continue on the path that you guys are on. So um, good luck this fall. And we're super excited to see what you guys do. Thank you. Yeah. Say something nice. To Nick. Oh, to Nick. Oh, my bad. (laughs) No, I'm just glad you came on. And yeah, I'm excited to, you know, see how you guys do. And I really hope you ball out this year and, Maybe, you know, I don't know. What? Literally, what are you doing? You just, you just, just, you should say, yeah, what you said. Okay. You just said what I said. We rearranged the words. Kind of. Yeah, I I did. We we should prep some of this stuff. (laughs) No. No. Nick, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it. That Nick kid, what a stand-up kid. Yeah, you got a really good one there for your sponsor. I know. Can't wait to get Cooper on here sometime. I know. I, I just he's athletic. He's a he's just a hardworking kid, and you can just tell like his future is bright. Oh yeah. Um a genuine just, guy to it. I I thought that was a really fun conversation with him. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I know too, like sometimes it's funny they they get made fun of when they do like an interview with Alex Goff or like anyone because yeah. they're very like like cliche robotic and i feel like he opened up a little bit oh, i mean yeah, you know yeah. i mean he's 19 you know yeah, he's a baby yeah he's a baby boy. and like the thing is too it's so funny like dude plays one of the most pivotal crucial positions and he doesn't even like know it it's like <laughs> dude so you funny. are like the featured running back and he's just like i don't know i just wear 13 and i run you know the funny thing is just like i don't know if you understood like the gravity of the whole situation of just being like literally like on a team one of the most successful you know seasons yeah. we've ever had historically if not the most successful like that this just, isn't just didn't, yeah just like didn't even yeah. seem to wrap his head uh, around we played like, in we played bro. in the Houston stadium we played in the Nola stadium it's like those I are just, things we would have dreamed of if we were you know playing on UNI still and and again maybe that's the thing like it's your first year yeah. you have nothing to compare it to right that's a good know. point yeah. so maybe it's going to be one of those things year number 2 if they don't make it there maybe he feels like Okay, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like 
that's the expectation. I should be playing at this level every year. Mm-hmm. That's where the bar is set. So that's kind of a cool thing. But they too. are going to make it next year. That's the bar. Every year. Yeah. Well, those varsity <laughs> programs are out of the way. They yeah. return almost everyone. I think Nelson they bring called, in a, Dude, Nelson called it. I think they're going to win. Yeah. Well, Zeus said it at Alumni Weekend, too. Ooh. He did say they're doing it. I yeah. said, you better. You have to. Do you know what I say, Phil? What? How you feeling? Good, you. 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 Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. Fresh legs.